you come after me because you can't, you can't arrest a landmass, can you? You can't cuff a country. But you decide that you can sit there, you can judge, and you can ogle me like a page three girl. You don't like it. Well, you don't like yourself. You don't like your species. And you know what? Neither do I. But how dare you come and lay this at my door? How dare you blame me for this? While there is a case to be made for the human tendency to overthink, especially in matters of work, the opposite sex and family, I'm here today to talk to you about quite the opposite. Underthinking. There are things in life that we underthink. Things that we don't think about enough. We are so busy doing things that sometimes we forget to take a step back and just reflect. For example, whenever something goes wrong, our first impulse many a times is to find someone or something to blame. My dog ate my homework. You'll never let me be myself. It's your fault for not listening to me. Why can't you do one thing I say? This is your fault. This is what comes of your disrespect. It's always someone's fault. Colleague's fault, boss's fault, parent's fault, child's fault. Or in this case... How did this happen? Who's to blame? Well, certainly there are those who are more responsible than others, and they will be held accountable. But again, truth be told, if you're looking for the guilty, you need only look into a mirror. The point is, we are quick to blame. Why is that? Hi, I'm Viral, and this is my humble attempt at creating a pause, an interlude, a moment of clarity in an effort to help understand ourselves and the world around us. The idea is to ask why. Why are things the way they are? If you haven't guessed already, tonight's episode is about something we all do, each and every one of us, and that is blame. Now, if you're anything like me, the person you blame the most is your partner. But why is that? Well, while researching, I came across this video by writer and pop philosopher Alain de Botton, and here's an audio excerpt. We get furious with our partners because we assign them such a deep role in our lives. We have faith that a person who understands obscure parts of us, whose presence solves so many of our problems, couldn't realistically also be someone who wouldn't be able to fix our whole lives. We exaggerate our partner's powers, an exaggeration that's an echo heard in adult life down the decades of a child's awe at their parents. The partner inherits a little of that beautiful, romantic, dangerous, unfair trust that we as children once had in our parents. At one level, the lover has learned how to reassure the anxious child in us. That's why we love them. But that source of strength also brings with it some very serious problems. For the primitive part of us insists on trusting them a little too much, believing that they actually control far more of existence than they possibly could. Hmm, interesting. Certainly something to think about. 
There is also this video on the RSA YouTube channel. It's by an author by the name of Brenny Brown and she talks about how blaming people is a form of taking control. How many of you are blamers? How many of you, when something goes wrong, the first thing you want to know is whose fault it is? Hi, my name is Brene. I'm a blamer. <laughs> Let me just tell you this quick story. So this is a couple years ago when I first realized the magnitude to which I blame. I'm in my house. I have on white slacks and a pink sweater set, and I'm drinking a cup of coffee in my kitchen. It's a full cup of coffee. I drop it on the tile floor. It goes into a million pieces, splashes up all over me. And the first, I mean, a millisecond after it hit the floor, right out of my mouth is this. Damn you, Steve. <laughs> Who is my husband? Because let me tell you how fast this works for me. So Steve plays water polo with a group of friends. And the night before, he went to go play water polo. And I said, hey, make sure you come back at 10, because you know, I can never fall asleep into your home. And he got back like at 10.30. And so I went to bed a little bit later than I thought. Ergo, my second cup of coffee that I probably would not be having had he come home when we discussed. Therefore, and so the rest of that story is I'm cleaning up um, the kitchen. Steve calls. Caller ID. I'm like, hey. He's like, hey, what's going on, babe? <laughs> what's going on? Um, so I'll tell you exactly what's going on. I'm cleaning up the coffee that spilled all, like dial tone. Because he knows. How many of you go to that place when something bad happens, the first thing you want to know is whose fault is it? I'd rather it be my fault than no one's fault. Because why? Why? Because it gives us some semblance of control. Because here's what we know from the research. Blame is simply the discharging of discomfort and pain. It has an inverse relationship with accountability. Accountability, by definition, is a vulnerable process. It means me calling you and saying, hey, my feelings were really hurt about this, and talking. It's not blaming. Blaming is simply a way that we discharge anger. People who blame a lot seldom have the tenacity and grit to actually hold people accountable because we spend all of our energy raging for 15 seconds and figuring out whose fault something is. And blaming is very corrosive in relationships, and it's one of the reasons we miss our opportunities for empathy. Because when something happens and we're hearing a story, we're not really listening we're in the place where I was making the connections as quickly as we can about whose fault something was. Wow, so that's bad for us. Yet it is so ingrained in our nature. It's not just a bad habit like smoking or drinking. I would argue it's much deeper than that. And while these theories explain a lot, they don't explain everything. For instance, what about abuse victims? What about objectively bad things that people do? Well, my answer came from an unexpected place, a Netflix documentary. The world-famous Tony Robbins, who is a motivational speaker and self-made gazillionaire, had something to say about it. Because if you're going to blame people for all the shit, you better blame them for all the good too. If you're going to give them credit for everything that's fucked up, then you have to give them credit for everything that's great. I'm not asking you to stop blaming. 
I'm saying blame elegantly, blame intelligently, blame effectively, blame at the level of your soul. Because life is not so simple and black and white. My mother beat the shit out of me. She loved me. She was freaked out I was going to leave. I was a source of everything. I blame her for all the beauty in my life. I blame her that I have the woman I have in my life because I cherish my wife because I know what the opposite is. I blame her for the capacity to feel and care. I blame her for my insatiable hunger to end suffering for any human I can because I suffered a ton. If she had been the mother I had wanted, I would not be the man I am proud to be. That's the truth. It's the truth. Hmm. I like the sound of that. Blame elegantly. It's a powerful solution. For those who would want to dig even deeper into this phenomenon, I would suggest reading a book called Beyond Blame by Carl Alasco, who lists down some strategies to deal with this very human instinct. That was my first attempt at creating a podcast. As the show progresses, I would like to experiment with various formats, structures and sounds. And what I'd really appreciate from you guys is some feedback. So go on, wherever you're listening to this, leave a comment. Let me know what you feel about the show. If you like it, dislike it, if you have suggestions, I would love to hear them. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, this is Viral signing off.